to Circle Back Podcast. It's your host, Hannah. And I'm Corey. Yo, we have a really awesome guest with us today. Um, we have Caleb Jones with us. Yes. Um, Caleb comes from, well, we've been friends for like, I guess, two years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been in ministry together. Mm-hmm. We've been to church together. Um, just an all-around good guy, and we're excited for you to get to know him. Caleb, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I yeah. really am. Yeah. No, it's, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be good. So, um, so Caleb, I remember when I, you know, asked you to be on the podcast and you like instantly said yes, which mm. was like my yeah. heart yeah. was so warm. Thank you for that. Um, but tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. I know. So, okay. Backstory. Mm-hmm. You and I came from being in ministry together. Um, and you did music, of course. And, um, it, that was great. We, we love the Lord, but then, you know, things happen. We parted ways. So tell us about what you're doing now. What I'm doing now, I'm, uh, at a church called Legacy Church. It's an awesome church. I'm helping lead worship there. Um, God led me there and I'm just, um, just living it out right now, you know, you know, best I can do, you know, just. Yeah. So how long have you been there? Uh, since the beginning of January. Okay. Yeah. So are you, you are playing the keys, mm-hmm. just helping out there? Playing keys, okay. singing, yeah. You like, and you said you like it? Yeah, That's good. I do like it. I don't know if you guys, whoever's listening, if you've ever heard this lovely man's voice, but mm. if, you're in, if you're enjoying him talking, <laughs> you should hear him sing. It's something. So super good. Gifted. Very gift, yeah. Anointed. Anointed, which is different. There yes. is a difference. Caleb, there, Ooh, is there is a big a difference. difference. What's the difference? So, yeah. Break it down for us. Caleb, I know okay, you yeah. and I have had some oh, discussions yeah. that, Absolutely. you know, talk I, to I, me. I love this. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly one of my biggest gripes in uh, ministry and in church is when people don't know the difference between being gifted and talented and being anointed. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I can get a group of, you know, super talented musicians together any day. But what takes, you know, a, a true worship service to be led by the Holy Spirit is having people that are anointed that have the gifts of the Spirit, you know, the gift of discernment, you know, discerning after the Spirit where God is leading them. And that all comes from being anointed, being chosen, being called by God mm-hmm. versus someone who's just good at playing music. Right. It's a big, big difference. So to you, I guess, your ideal or maybe not even ideal, like the the only acceptable person to be on a stage leading worship would be someone that's anointed. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So mm. I think that's one thing that is very lost in church culture right now. Mm-hmm. Um, really for a long time, but like, I just feel like, I don't know, a lot of times we look at a volunteer or something, we're like, okay, they're, they're good at keyboard, they're good at guitar or whatever and we just put them on stage not knowing their history not knowing their Mm -hmm. you know even if they're close to the lord what's happening in their personal life like you know there's so many times where it's like oh you're good at something and we could use Mm -hmm. you let me put you up here yeah so at what point i guess do we like say okay i'd rather have no band Mm. than have people that are just up here like you know what i mean i mean it do we do that or do we call people to a higher, you know, hey, I see you're gifted in this area. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. about playing? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, that's a very good point. It's a challenging point to realize. 
Um, because the last thing you would want is for someone to lead you in worship that has no idea what's going on. Amen. Really. Yeah. And then you've got a lost person leading the lost. Nobody knows where they're going. Yeah. And so it's you have to have at least one person who is, like I said, gifted in discernment or, you know, following after the spirit, whatever they can, um, to lead the congregation. Sure. Um, now with people, you know, that are not necessarily with quotation marks, I've got quotation marks, <laughs> you can't see um, <laughs> that are not necessarily anointed. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, plenty of people that want to volunteer and helping in production sure. and stuff like that. Even other musicians that if you really, really need help. Okay. So I was going to ask, so it's yeah. really, you want this, like, it's like the leadership yeah, role. The leadership <laughs> really needs to be led in that. Um, but ideally I would have an entire team that is, sure. um, you know, and what I mean by being anointed, it's not like somebody like, well, I can't be, how, how can I be anointed? It's just the sense of your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Are you on a daily basis seeking him? Are you hungry for him? Mm -hmm. That can make someone qualified to lead other people in that. But if someone's just, you know, being a Sunday Christian, um, I don't believe they're qualified to. But if you have a daily relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus, I would love to have that person. I, I don't care. That is more important than having talent. Mm -hmm. You know, I would take a someone who loves Jesus with all their heart and not not necessarily the best singer sure. or the best player over someone that is incredibly gifted. Yeah. But is living a lifestyle that is very sinful, hmm. which take, is like yeah, very opposite to oh, what church, to church is today. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know. Like now it's like, okay, that person is talented. Mm -hmm. We need that person. Let's put them up here, not even asking questions um, about their spiritual walk with the, with Christ. Yeah. And so it's very refreshing to hear that you're doing it how it should be done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Corey, you yeah, have yeah, something? Sure. Do we, so do we rush in putting people on the stage? No. Um, I feel like that's a big thing, like, People see empty positions and say, we need to fill this as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a disservice to the team, to a leader, and to the church, um, and to that person that you're qualifying for that position. Mm -hmm. um, you know, teach them, you know, mentor them if they're not there yet. That's the whole purpose of being a worship leader. You are a leader. You right. are a mentor. Yeah. You're supposed to help these people get to the place that you want them to be or God has called them to be. Sure. So even though someone may not necessarily be all the way qualified for a position, be there for them, mentor mm -hmm. them, and teach them. Yeah. And so I think that rushing people into that that are not ready um, will only hurt them more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's a good point, and I think we should do more of the. I just got this, like, idea. but So, like, we have small groups in church, mm -hmm. but you don't really hear of mentorships. Yeah. Does that make, like, yeah. so, you know, if you have someone that's, basically from the stage what we're saying is hey we need volunteers if we're interested in playing and it can be any position but with you with worship um if you're interested in being on the team sign up here's the piece of paper put mm -hmm. in the you know the offering plate or whatever and we'll contact you right yeah well then it's like okay we contact them and then it's like okay now you're on the team it's great and you're supposed to be helping this team that maybe has been formed for a long time and people have relationships and people yeah. have you yeah. know um, but I almost feel like there should be a mentor program for things to say, Hey, for six weeks, you're going to come to our practices. 
you're gonna get to know us you're gonna mm-hmm. we want to get yeah. to know you um and i as a worship leader like we're gonna have lunch once a week or we're gonna do this once a week or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. um and just to really see their heart see who they are um mm-hmm. and that way if you feel like okay they, they may still not be there like they can just continue in that mentorship yeah um and i feel like it's kind of the same thing when people accept Christ into their heart, right? We're yeah, like, okay, yeah. good for you. See ya. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no, now no, it begins. Yeah. The there's, there's no, um, yeah, discipleship, discipleship yeah. and yeah. there's none, none of that. And, um, I just feel like that lacks a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think where I was getting at was oftentimes we see, um, people get saved as Hannah was saying, and then we, we force them to go serve and yeah. to be leaders. Yeah. And there's no time for discipleship. There's no time for training and teaching them God's word. We're just pushing them to go and volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so volunteering is a big buzzword in the church. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute, this person needs to sit. This person needs to actually gain some wisdom and be um, yeah. discipled before they absolutely. can actually go out and serve and, and be a leader. Yeah. And absolutely. so uh, oftentimes we uh, mistake that path and we start getting them to serve. And then when, something happens in their life, they don't know how to deal with that. Sure, yeah. Because they, there's no discipleship. Yeah. Or burnout happens because exactly. they, they, exactly. Don't, they don't know exactly. how to get their relationship with Christ where it should be. Yeah. And mm. the fact that, you know, they may not even know they should be feeding themselves as well. And so, and I would much rather have no cafe than have people back there that are burnt out, mm-hmm. that are, you know... Um, so yeah, I, I think mm. it's I think it's across the board with volunteering in the church, but yeah. ministry in general is just ridiculously hard. <laughs> and Tell me about it, it is messy. And um, so, you know, I think whether you're volun- trying to volunteer, whether you're trying to get staff positions, whatever it is, like there's a whole new level with being in ministry. Yeah. Mm. Like it is It's a different breed. It is not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. I think Jesus had had an idea about that. <laughs> no. Yeah, like he knew what he was talking about because oh, it yeah. is brutal, man. Yeah. And Caleb, something that you that I had written down, that I really wanted to ask you. Um, so when I had asked Caleb to be on the podcast, he one of the things he said he wanted to talk about was being in ministry and kind of mm-hmm. what that actually looks <laughs> like. Because um, us, me, you yeah. and I were on the same team and. A lot of people were always like, what do you do all day? And it's like, oh, oh my gosh, God. if you only knew. <laughs> um, you know, because, but simply put, no, people don't know. They don't. Um, you know, our position wasn't really a position where you could like go on Indeed and be mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, I want to be an accountant. I know I'm going to do this, this, this. Yeah. Like it was new every single day. Yeah. Um, but something I wanted to ask you is in particular is that with ministry. Yeah. Okay, obviously it's a job, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So what what is the difference to you um, to work in ministry and then being called to work in ministry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Saying like, so like, because we hear this calling a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the word calling is a very churchy word. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is. And it's like, okay, it's like, I like to help people. Maybe I would like to work in ministry. But to me it is very a thin line because you can really, mm-hmm. unless I really feel like unless you're really called to it, you won't survive in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I was just wondering your thoughts. On that. Yeah. And we, the bottom line is in Mark sixteen fifteen, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's everyone's calling period. Yeah. No matter who you are, you were called to preach the gospel. What does that mean? Go out, show the love of Jesus. 
and be kind and be gentle. That is everyone's calling mm-hmm. now onto a different level of ministry within the church. Ministry for the church, I, w- I believe, is more um, labeled for people who are meant to be leaders and mentors for those other people that are to fulfill Mark sixteen fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a a huge you know you know point that that some people don't realize how important that is for like you were talking about the mentorship mm-hmm. and because people see that in Mark sixteen fifteen they're like all right I'm supposed to do this, especially new Christians this is what I'm supposed to do. How do I do it? Right. Yeah. And that is our job, you know, and the staff. That's what our job is to mm-hmm. be, is to be there for those people that don't know necessarily what mm-hmm. to do and to lead them, guide them, disciple them to what that is what ministry in the church is supposed to be now. Sadly, people fall through crap. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really see that a lot in yeah. modern church. We see, you know, church is meant to be for a few things. Number one, it's meant for believers to come together and worship the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be a hospital for the hurting and for the broken. And number three, it's meant to be for discipleship. Yeah. And when I look at a, uh, a modern church today, I don't really see those three things as much as I like to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see church becoming more of a, a business, more of a, a fellowship club to come together yeah. and, to, you know, to hang out. Yes, we can do that. We can... Um, that is very important in the fellowship, but I believe a lot of times we lose our true purpose yeah. in ministry in church. Yeah. And I believe that's a big difference, the ministry in the church and the ministry outside the church. Yeah. And sadly, I think that too is the people that have ministry inside the church, mm-hmm. so your staff or your volunteers, whatever it is, um, it is easy to get derailed um, if you don't understand the difference and also if you mm-hmm. don't understand your role clearly. Mm. And the only way we can understand that is through the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> um, because honestly, you know, where where I was doing ministry, loved it. I mean, I, I really felt like, and I would come home all the time, like, I really feel like I'm in what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would get overwhelmed or stressed yeah. or something, yeah. I, often I was like, okay, what am I making this about? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it would be really hard for me to understand that difference yeah. if I wasn't um, my identity wasn't like exactly. in Christ, you exactly. know? Um, but yeah, I think that people, we were talking about this, Corey and I just before you came, mm. um, about how lonely it can be oh, in ministry. Yeah. Um, and so I guess this is my question. Something that I've always wondered is like, for those who are called into ministry and are doing ministry, like I often wonder what the Lord's, vision for them is like is mm-hmm. it to feel is it is it a lonely position like did mm-hmm. he know that bring, you know is it supposed to not really like you don't want to feel lonely right mm-hmm. but is it a lonely position and is that why only certain people are called to it is yeah, it you know yeah. is that i just wonder what god's vision for those in ministry um and i'll speak for myself like sometimes i was like god wait am i doing what i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing like is yeah. this is this what it's supposed to feel like? Yeah. Because if it is, mm-hmm. I'm good with it. But if it's not, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know, or what point. do I need yeah. to do? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know really that answer. Well, I, it's, it's, it is a difficult question. And 
like you said, the reality is ministry is very lonely. Yeah. Um, especially when faced with the difficult challenges, you often feel like you're the only one in certain circumstances. But we find, you know, when Jesus starts his ministry, the first one of the first things he does, it goes into the wilderness for 40 days mm. by himself. Mm. And there he is tempted with everything, you know. He fasts, he does everything, and the devil comes to him, and we find that, you know, what happens. Um, but he has to, he had to face that loneliness. You know, fast forward to the end of his ministry, right before he comes to the cross. Right. He's in the gar- he's in the garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. and before they come and uh, capture him, he goes and prays by himself, right? Mm-hmm. And so, ministry is, is very lonely. We find that also, but not just with Jesus, but every single prophet, apostle, or in the yeah. Old Testament and the New Testament, these are lonely, lonely people. Jeremiah, for example, was called, and he wasn't allowed to marry. Mm. I mean, he's like... (laughs) Well, I mean, even when, like, they were called to, like, come, like, you know, when when he was like, hey, come come follow me, like, it wasn't, hey, go get your family and follow me. It was like, like, you leave everything behind and come follow me. So, like, (laughs) this is just me. Like, on the, the surface of that, that looks terrifying oh it's it looks like something i would never (laughs) want to be a part of right and so it's like how do we how do we like excite people about that like you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. or or like or even me i find myself and we had talked about this earlier about like kind of dissecting my faith and what it really means and Mm -hmm. who jesus is and um it's like well that does not sound <laughs> like uh, you know but at the same time he talks a lot about community yeah and it's like exactly. okay so yeah but the bible doesn't contradict itself either Mm-mm. so it's Mm-mm. just you know no, yeah. yeah i mean ministry is a calling to loneliness mm-hmm. there's a big part of ministry that is a calling to loneliness yeah. and i mean as caleb was saying we see that in the life of jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we see that even in his death yeah yeah um and so it's it's a calling that that you know, at times we could be alone. Yeah. Um, but it's something that, you know, everybody can embrace that. Yeah. Ministry mm-hmm. is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, the call of ministry, the, the to be a part of the fivefold ministry, yeah. this, mm-hmm. this office of ministry is not for everyone. No. Yes, okay. everyone has the ability to to minister. Right. And to, Which is to, out in the world. Right yeah, now. preach yeah. the gospel mm-hmm. and... And, and all that, but as far as being called to the profession of ministry, the office of ministry, it's not for everyone. So let yeah. me ask you this. For someone that may be wondering, like, okay, like, am I called? Am I not? Corey, for you, how did you know, okay, this is, this is it. Like, this is what the Lord's called me to do mm-hmm. with my life. Like, you know. Lord, that was many years ago. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, I got to the point where nothing else satisfied. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't doing ministry, that's mm. a good point. And it's and so for me it was it. Yes, I heard the you know the audible voice or the, the nudging of the Holy Spirit or whatnot, but it was it was I know that this is what I want to do vocationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is what I want to spend the rest of my life yeah. doing is is being a part of ministry and mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing. Mm-hmm. And investing back into the young generation and, and mm-hmm. all of that. And so for me, it was it was having that uh, that desire that was innate. It's like a soul tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For ministry. Yeah. 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 And like you feel, for me, it was like I felt at peace with that decision. Yes. Exactly. Like yes. I was you like, yeah, this is, you know, and even on the hardest of hard days. Absolutely. Like you still are like, 
Because you're reminded of that. Yeah. You were you're reminded of when you were first called. Yeah. yeah. Even though the current situation and circumstances may be difficult and hard, you're still reminded of that first moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And when you ask yourself, like, is it worth it? It's always it's always and mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. It is. And I it think is. that's what Jesus was getting to the point, even with the disciples when he had left. Yeah. Right? And they went back on the boat mm-hmm. and the fish and he, he went to them and was like, Hey, have you casted your net on the right side? Mm-hmm. Like have you and it was the same thing that he called them in the beginning. He did it at the very end also. Yeah. And so it's, I think, you know, oftentimes God is reminding us of when he first called us to this. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, there's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt situations. Um, people are going to mistreat you and abuse you and whatnot. Yeah. But do you remember when I first called you? Mm. You remember when I was there feed and my else sheep. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feed yeah. my sheep. That's, yeah. That was the original mission that god gave Mm -hmm. where jesus gave the disciples and i think that's where even through tears you have peace and you have absolutely you know um so caleb what about you when did you because you're still i mean you're just a recent graduate yeah just graduated like three days ago or whatever so congratulations (laughs) thank you thank you he is uh a a young whippersnapper i am Um, whippersnapper whippersnapper. that's accurate there he um so like just graduating you know being younger um Mm -hmm. and just having a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. you know that you do have mm. i just wonder like you know yeah. high school caleb but <laughs> were you in middle school high school thinking i'm going to be in ministry one day no um <laughs> you know not. when i when i was younger i know that wasn't that long ago well, a younger <laughs> when than I you are younger. now when i was yeah <laughs> two weeks ago yeah um no when i was in you know a kid and stuff i definitely did not want to do ministry both of my parents were in ministry yeah. all i knew was church 24 mm-hmm. 7 I was like, same. that's the one thing I'm not going to do. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. Fast forward years later, here I am. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it. I think where I found that I was truly called into ministry was that I found this is where I find joy as mm-hmm. well. Um, you talked about peace. Yeah. Joy is another thing, another fruit of the spirit. Right. And so, well, people have to realize there's a difference between joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happiness you can attain by, you know, buying things, doing things. And I did that. Sure. I found happiness in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But nothing else gave me joy like ministry did. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, pouring into other people's lives, you know, you know, helping people in need, um, you know, because I know what it meant to be like in need and, and need help and to know I could pour back into other people's lives. It was a, you know, growing up, I was, I was a selfish person. Mm. I only cared about myself. I only cared about, you know, what made me feel good, what made me, you know, whatever. But when you know when you're called to ministry, when your mind completely shifts Mm. and you know and i gave my life to christ when i was 16 Mm. truly and i feel my my mindset and my focus on things completely shift and i started to see things differently and so i started playing on a a youth band when i was yeah when i was 16 and i saw for the first time from the other side from the other perspective Mm. behind the scenes of things and from then on, I just kept pushing for more and more. And even though it was a frustrating road, um, I'm so thankful yeah. for where God has brought me. And I wouldn't trade anything else mm. in the world. Ev, how frustrating and yeah. messy yeah. ministry may be, I would not trade anything else for it. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I I think when we go back to like ministry and loneliness and all that stuff that comes with it, like, I think the most important thing is just as Jesus had his 12, like when you're in ministry, you have to have mm, your people, yeah, you, you know, yeah. and 
you know, Caleb, working on the same staff as you, I always felt like our dynamic was really interesting yeah. because for me, I always felt like I tried to like get myself in there. Like I was like, hey, Caleb, <laughs> my name's Hannah. Hey, Caleb, like, I want to be best friends. <laughs> um, but like once we got there, like I, I've always felt like Caleb has my back. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I always yeah. felt like he'll be honest with me. I mm-hmm. can come to you. Um, but sadly, like, sadly, I don't know why I said it like sadly. that. <laughs> um, like it, it's those people that you're on staff with, you have to trust yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to like be able to be in. And as tight as we all were, um, with the staff that I was on as tight as everyone was like, there was still things that were, that weren't yeah, said absolutely. or still things, you know, absolutely. and you know, I, I'm not saying we have to know every aspect of your life, but at the same time, that's the only way we can hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. The only way we can truly understand, are we really chasing God? Because if yeah. we're going to, you know, be the ones to lead this congregation, mm-hmm. we all have to be on board. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of hard conversations happened and, yeah. you know, and, and some of my favorite moments was when everything was falling apart yeah. and it was just people in a room frustrated yeah, and yeah. yelling and <laughs> crying and but we like finally had this breakthrough of like absolutely yeah we're hurting together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and your loneliness although it, you're still kind of lonely mm-hmm. you're just you feel you feel peace yeah you know yeah. You, f- um, you see that other people feel what you feel as well yeah because at the end of the day really. yeah at the end of the day no one's gonna feel that way except for those people in that room yeah right yeah. um and so i i just think it's interesting and i think it's important to know that like in ministry, I think it's so important to have people because, mm-hmm. you know, like when, when Jesus even went into the garden, right? He brought, he had 12, mm-hmm. then he brought three, yeah. right? And they fell asleep, obviously. We all know <laughs> that. Um, but he still had them there. Yeah. And it was did. like, remember you were saying, even the very presence of them, I think there was a comfort there to say, yeah, I'm yeah. alone, but I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so this comfort comes with that and being able to be vulnerable and, and just share your life with people because no one else really, you can't go to like a church goer and be like, well, let me tell you about my day. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, you can't you do can't. that. You can't. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't do that. And so, and I think that's why a lot of pastors are, you know, resigning mm. or isolated, or, withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of suicide when yep. it comes to yeah. pastors now. Um, and people are so surprised by it, but honestly, should we be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're surprised by it because they're like, well, they had this relationship with Jesus and they were up on stage, like, you know, but it's at the same time, they don't even realize what, what that person's been carrying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also just how lonely it can be. Mm-hmm. And if they have a hard time really getting community. That's, yeah. And that, it's a hard place. That's to be. a good point. Cause I feel like, you know, one of the toughest things you you have to realize in ministry is that, you know, you can't, you feel like you can't talk to anybody a lot about it. Like if you're struggling with something, you know, you're afraid that, you know, well, people are going to see that, you know, I, I can't be strong for them or, you know, and, and that's the tough thing. But we have to realize we are all humans and we're all going to face the same things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why community is so important. And to have people around you that trust, like Hannah was saying, you know, Jesus had Peter, James, and John. Those were his three yeah. that he really trusted. And 
in order to truly survive in ministry, even though it is a lonely road, you have to have those people that, mm-hmm. that not only they hold you accountable, they also encourage you, give you the strength you need to keep pushing. Cause many times I've wanted to just easily quit, sure. run away and give up everything. Cause like I can't do this anymore. It's too <laughs> overwhelming, <laughs> but having people around you that allow you to get the strength you need yeah. and to keep pushing forward. And those tr- people that you can trust to talk about things yeah. mm-hmm. um, is very, very important. And so though, to those people that want to be in ministry or are in ministry, I encourage you, please find your people that you can trust. Find your true friends. You need them. Yeah. You cannot yeah. do it alone. You yeah. cannot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know like we, I just keep going back to like, like how, I don't know the word, um, arrogant, I guess, are we mm. to think that we can do something alone that even yeah. Jesus, when he walked this earth, had people, for mm-hmm. him. Exactly. Yeah. you know, um, he had, he had his three, he had his, you know, and it's just, it's so important. And also I think I, I believe that a lot of times in ministry, we may not say what we're struggling with, or we may have a hard time, like you were saying to, to admit things, yeah. because I think the rest of the world is waiting for us to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're waiting for That's us to mess point. up. Um, it reminds me of like people that you see in like, uh, like the celebrities, like mm-hmm. those poor people, sometimes they can't do anything. Yeah, right. right. News is blasted yeah. everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> but I think about it, like if the news it's like, if the church congregation was the news, it'd be the same way for ministry, yeah, like people is. in ministry. Um, and I think that people forget that one, we're human mm-hmm. Two, um, we're probably going to let you down. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, we're probably going to say something. We will let you down. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's um, we're going to say something that you're not yeah. going to agree with. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are willing to follow that person, mm-hmm. you should know their heart. You should know, yeah. you know, you should be able to have a conversation with them. Because um, at the end of the day, you have a bunch of people in a room, four or 500 people, let's say, that come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, that you know may be saved <laughs> may not be saved it's a hard there's it's there's no people pleasing mm-hmm. you, no matter mm-hmm. how hard you try you're not yeah. going to please everyone yeah. um and so it's just to remember that you know you do have a target on your back mm-hmm. but all you can do is be true to yourself be true to the lord yeah and as long as you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing i think you're in good hands mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um because if we if we are not rooted in our identity in Christ and we're and we're in ministry, you will not do ministry. No, Mm-mm. you no. will be self righteous. Yeah, yeah, and wanting to please people. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, I mean, Jesus exactly. didn't please people. Not at all. We all know that. Not at all. <laughs> so, uh, it's just a very interesting um, mm-hmm. and hard, you know. And yeah, everyday life is not what people think. It never stops either. Yeah, it is not no. a nine to five. No, it is not. Twenty four seven. Yeah, it, it's it's you know, we say all this, but I promise you, if you are called to it and if you feel led by by the Lord to do it, like is the mm-hmm. most satisfying, yes, it is joyful. Yes, it is experience you can have. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we get to pour into people and whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, that, that's a good point too, is, you know, a lot of people like you were talking about face burnout in ministry and I've been there too. And I find that the point where I start feeling burnout 
is when I start losing my focus mm. on what I'm actually supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm start, you know, put my focus from Jesus and pleasing him and start thinking about, you know, well, this person said this would be a good idea. So I'm going to do what they said. Or like you said, you know, start doing people pleasing. When you mm-hmm. get to go to that point, then you'll start feeling burnout. Yeah. Because then you're not relying on the strength of Christ to keep pushing you. You're focusing on the pleasing of other people and trying to fit in and trying to do what this church is doing or what this church is doing. Um, mm-hmm. Just follow what God is telling you to do. Keep God at the forefront. And yeah. you, and I promise you, you're going to face, still face struggles in ministry and still face how incredibly difficult it is. But the burnout won't come as easy yeah. because you have that for focus. Like that's the prize mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to keep pushing forward to get to it. And that will keep you going in ministry. Mm. Yeah. And so to the people in ministry, please don't let your eyes go to the left or to the right and, yeah. and focus on, well, this person's saying this, I need to do it's doing this. Focus on what God is calling you to do. Like I said, it's very lonely. You may be the only person mm-hmm. to do it in a room. But keep doing it. Yeah. And God will give you the strength to do it and the boldness and the courage you need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, man, people pleasing and comparison is probably one of the mm. most dangerous things you can do in ministry. Yeah. Trying to please people and satisfy others instead of satisfying God. And also comparing yourself to the next pastor or the yeah. next worship mm-hmm. leader or the next church. So dangerous. Because mm-hmm. yes, we, we get off. We get off the path. Oh, yeah. You start focusing on what they're doing, and you completely forget what you're doing and what you've been called to do because you're trying to keep up with the next person or the next church or the next thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God was like, wait, I didn't tell you to do that. And if your church doesn't die, you will. Yeah. Your Mm -hmm. soul will die. But even even we can miss the mark even doing things for God. Right. If God never told us to do it. I think, if anything, that's more popular for ministry at least. Yeah. Then yeah. just going off road, yeah. I know, because, yeah, I mean, there's so many times where it's just like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like church is just like a a fun sign-up sheet. Like, yeah. what, what other event yeah. can we do now? And it's like, can Bruh, we just hold on a minute? Come on. Like, can we just, like, what are we, <laughs> are we doing this because we feel the Lord leading us to do it? Yeah. Or are we doing this to, like, just put us on the map? Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I promise be you, be a regional church. Yeah, yeah. Which I promise you, another church down the road will do something better anyway. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, we're and like, can we just talk about why churches don't work together anymore? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at it like this: Jesus fed the five thousand, mm-hmm. right? But his main focus was the twelve. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he, of course, he fed the five thousand. He preached to the multitude. We know through scripture and studying that it was more than five thousand yeah. people yeah. there. Mm-hmm. The Bible just mentions men. Yeah. Exactly. But we see that his main focus was those 12 men. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Those those were the guys that he spent his the three and a half years with, was yeah. the 12. That's a good point. And so, you know, I want to do what I'm willing to do for the multitude. Can I just do it for the one? Maybe God has called you just to minister to that one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was those 12 men that changed the entire world. That is good. Well, yeah, and I... <laughs> It's like we want to uh, bring all the, the, the crowd inside, mm-hmm. but yet the inside is dying yeah. mm-hmm. because we're not focused on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, it's a, it's a sticky situation because, you oh, yeah. you know, you want to focus on the out yeah. too because you want to bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to do that. And I don't think it's always um, 
one have been after I mean, really. Like, you know, and I understand people aren't getting saved at a dunk tank. I know that's not the purpose. Yeah. No, the purpose is for them to get here, talk to us, come on Sunday, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Yeah. And I'm all about having fun and mm-hmm. outreach. I love yeah. outreach. Yeah. Um, I don't think we do enough outreach, mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm being honest. Sure. I haven't been in a church that does mission work in a long time. Like, yeah. true. Yeah. Like, let's get in a, like, let's do this. Half Absolutely. the time, it's like, well, we don't do that because we give money. And it's like, mm. but like, what about one-on-one connection? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe it won't go anywhere, but keep doing it. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just, it's just one of those things that I think we're, we're trying to bring in people into the doors, but the doors are meant for the broken, right? Yeah. Like you had said, and the people are broken inside, but your staff is also broken. Yeah. And so no one's leading you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, yeah. now we just, mm-hmm. that's why people aren't getting discipled. That's why people aren't going in groups. That's why, like, that's why it's happening. And it's why church has become a revolving door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is there's, there's, it's just hard to, yeah. to maintain. Yeah, people coming in the, in, in the front door and several going out the back. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's where, like, I had the privilege um, about a month ago, I think, maybe a few more than that, but of going to to do jail ministry, the first time I've ever done it. Um, and I had the privilege of seeing we had over 70-plus give their life to Christ, mm-hmm. men and women, and get baptized in that jail. And I've done a lot of ministry stuff, but that there was the most joyous thing I've ever experienced. Wow seeing people, you know, come in as criminals, as, you know, people have completely destroyed their lives and then going right back into their cell, but they're a brand new mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah. And that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That's good. And that's what the church is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you said the, these fun events are great. They're good for, you know, you know, encouraging your community and yeah. getting together and stuff. But really, you know, seeing how broken our world is like, gosh mm-hmm. you know you can just easily turn on the news and see that yeah anymore. and it, like you said mark sixteen fifteen, go into the world yeah. our world is dying fast. and what it doesn't say is have the world come to you mm, exactly you know go, we go yes. into the world Oof. and it's because that world is broken exactly and sometimes you need to see that brokenness with your eyes mm-hmm. instead of being in your comfort chair at church yeah and waiting for the brokenness to walk in Mm -hmm. go see it exactly um you know don't run the other way yeah because what happens is we're all about what you know what you'll say we're all about any like come as you are that is such a church (laughs) come as you are to church you know but then they do and then they get judged and they get stares and they get why are you here and Mm. you know i mean but when you go out it's like something changes in your heart and your mind and it's like this is what these people are dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's different. Yeah, it's different yeah. than inviting them to you, to your event. And so going to their mm-hmm. neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that two things real fast. So Caleb told me this story and my brother told me the exact same story, right? Mm-hmm. My brother was there in the jail yeah. when Caleb was there. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and, you know, you talk about people in the jail. You never know why they're there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have a fantastic, fantastic brothers, all, all of them, and they're great. But, you know, addiction or whatever has happened. Yeah. And, yeah. like, and he knows the Lord. And he, but, like, that, he talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing he said, like, you know. Yeah. 
and he got to he got to use his gift of like telling people about Christ as well because you guys came. Mm, that's you know? awesome. Um, and so that's always really it was just really yeah, cool that, that is. you were like, hey, I went, and I was like, hey, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And so um, it's really good. It, it makes a, di- a big difference. Yes, it um, does. Yes, it is. And another question. This is just I just want to know. All right. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. Did you guys video it? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we took maybe some small clips and pictures, but we didn't video it, sadly. I'm just, re- I'm kind of glad that you didn't. Yeah. Because the reason I say that is because I think we were, we talked about this earlier is we often use church as PR. Mm, mm. That's a good point. Though. Um, yeah. you know, like look what we've done. Yeah. Um, instead yeah, of just letting that. our actions that, speak yeah. for themselves. Um, true. I don't think there's anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I think just like everything else, there's a line, yeah. you know, yeah. I was just wondering I'm, because I was going to ask your view on that. No, that's um, a good point because the Bible says to not let your left hand know what your right hand is yeah. doing to just, you know, do your ministry and love mm-hmm. and don't, that's what the Pharisees did. They, they boasted their works and Jesus mm-hmm. absolutely hated that. Mm-hmm. Stop boasting your works and just do it because God has called you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just, I sometimes wonder how much blessing there is when we, use it to for a self gain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the line, I mean, we live in the 21st century, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I, I know, I know technology is important. I know putting video. I mean, I've just put a video about this podcast. Like, you know, I know all that's important and mm-hmm. I know that's the world we live in. Yeah. Um, it's just a hard line for me personally to know. Okay. And me, I'm, I'm very like, are they just doing that to show people? Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I don't know. You can, I, you you can tell the difference most can. of the time. Yeah. You, you really can. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Mm. You know, it's fine to do like a praise report, you know, like, oh, look what God, you know, exactly. did today and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, you know, preach the gospel to like 20 some people today. <laughs> and, and it's like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> just chill yeah. out, bro. It's always the people. I always laugh when like, uh, and it happens. I just, it makes me laugh. But like, Obviously, there was like a hundred people in the room. People were like, there was at least seven hundred there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they took the picture happy. right in the front. Yeah, six hundred and ninety-nine yeah. came to Christ. Yeah. He should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> just... Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I. I think we need more authentic people in ministry for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the more and more we get into, I mean the end of the world like you know yeah. like jesus coming back it's like it's yeah. scary mm-hmm. a scary place to be mm-hmm. and it's confusing um yeah. mm-hmm. it's very confusing at least for me and when the last couple of months when i was kind of dissecting everything and kind of see where god wants me to be like i was truly confused yeah i was like god is this like what life is going to be like, mm-hmm. is this because if it is help me be content and joyful in this but at the same time like i don't know that this is you like i just it's yeah. very confusing mm-hmm. and um and and that's another thing that's really important to have people in your life to speak truth yeah. um because sometimes you can't hear it yourself mm. um and there's a lot of loud noises happening and until you go off by yourself you know just yeah. like jesus did yeah. mm-hmm. um go off by yourself and then also have those people in your corner to say hey exactly hey remember you know remember what he's done for you remember mm-hmm. when you first accepted him mm-hmm. remember you know remember um and I think we forget more than we remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's good. And you made a good point there. It's like, you know, a lot of people do have the question, well, how do I know God is, how do I listen to God? How do I hear God? Yeah. And you have to know his voice. Well, how do I know his voice? You have to spend time with him. Hmm. 
and you cannot say, well, God, speak to me, God, speak to me, if you don't know what he sounds like. Yeah. You know, you have to be in a constant, you know, have a constant prayer life, be in his word constantly. And when you do that, you get begin to see, you know, maybe God does speak audibly to one person, but a lot of times he doesn't. And he speaks through other people. He, he, you know, speaks through his word a lot. Read his word. He's, that's his spoken word, you know? And so a lot of people are saying, well, God speak to me, you know, God do this, but they don't want to put in the work to knowing what he sounds mm-hmm. like and to spending time with him. It's work. It really is. Because a lot of times the truth is I may not want to read my Bible. I just wanted to go in work, 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 yeah, work. work. Yeah. <laughs> I can help. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But but yeah, a lot of times I don't I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't yeah. feel like doing these things. But you have to go past your flesh and say, "Well, I'm going to push and do it anyway." And once you do that, you'll begin to see things a lot yeah. differently and start to hear and see God in a lot of things. Yeah. So do you think? And you guys may not know the answer, but you may. Who knows? So I can only speak from my experience, right? Mm. I find it very hard to read my Bible. Always yeah. have. Yeah. And I've told you this before. I I am the worst, man. And I want to. Like I, I it's something I pray, like, God, please help me mm-hmm. want like want to do this. Please help me do it. Yeah. You know. But so since I was a kid, I really struggled with um comprehension. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a special class because I could not comprehend what yeah. I read. Yeah. Um and it got to a point where we would read something, take a test, and I'd fail it. I wouldn't know a single mm. answer. Mm. Um, but if I would take the test while I was reading it, I would ace it. Mm-hmm. It's just my comprehension wasn't yeah. very strong. Yeah. And it's still not If sometimes. And so, like, my question I think, I guess I'm trying to ask, is for those people who really, truly want to but really do struggle, mm. you know, it's it's really easy just to give up, like just be like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna understand it anyway, or like, um, I'm gonna forget, or you know, something else. I I kind of wonder. I'm like, God, I want to read this, <laughs> but I feel like I'm just reading words off a page. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I I have a relationship with Christ. I've been yeah. in ministry yeah. for a long time. Like, you know, um, but that's just my brain. Like, I, with my ADHD and my OCD, like all that stuff, like. It is hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. not easy. Um, and I have yet to find a, um, I guess, a, a resource or something mm, that mm, would make it to where mm. it's like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But it's hard. I mean, I don't read books in general because of that reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I know I'm not the only one. I know people really struggle yeah, yeah. with reading the Bible. Mm. And do you, do you ever think that we may just not have enough, like, Bible, so Bible studies, we have a lot of those, right? Yeah. We hear about them. But, like, I'm talking, like, how to study the Bible, how to read the Bible classes, not, like, Mm -hmm. Bible studies, like, let's go into Mark and tell me what you think. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, like, it's, like, going on to, first, the comprehension thing, you know, you know, we do have, you know, different translations, Mm -hmm. and, and of course, the Bible app can read it, like, you know, listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, Like, it's, it's. Some people yeah, do podcasts struggle. Podcasts are lame. Yeah, I know. I don't know why people listen to podcasts. <laughs> but um, there are resources. Um, I mean, depending on how deep you want to get. Yeah. Um, like, have you heard of the the logos? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very very deep, um, you know, advanced. I would say more of that um, sort of resource. But um, 
a lot of it with with comes with applying. And I think that what would help people realize in, in reading their word more and help them um, is, is realize, first of all, why are you reading this in the first place? Yeah. You know, am I reading this just to read? If you're just reading just to read, you're not going to get anything out of it. Ooh. So, okay. That's a word. Stop there for a second. Yeah. So... So for, cause I've been my whole life, I've kind of told people like, even if you don't want to just read it, mm-hmm. that's wrong. You yeah, think? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You have to pray over it. You have to ask God to reveal the word to you. So if you don't want to read the Bible, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Really? Um, but mm. you need to read your word. Yeah. It's, it's the word of God. You have to, yeah. it's, it's, it's foundation. Um, like I said, though, what would help you though, is a lot of people just wonder, well, I just read, I read five chapters today. I read 20 chapters today. Okay. Why'd you read it? What did you read? Did you apply it? Yeah. Because if you're just reading to read, you're not going to get anything out of it. You have to pray God to reveal the word to you and open my eyes, God, open my heart, Lord, to receive your word, to reveal it to me, to see that. My way is not the right way. Your way is the way, the truth and the life. And coming at it from that perspective, praying over it, mm-hmm. you may be able to see it in a different light. So maybe it's because growing up, um, and I don't know where I got this from. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just something in my own head that I was like, I have to spend an hour and I have to read an hour. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but like, really. It's we make it so hard, right? Yeah. Really, if I just read one like verse, you know, yeah, yeah. but like I wanted to, and I really was like, okay, I'm gonna apply this, or mm. you know, what I mean, I think that satisfies the Lord just as much as the scholar that's reading twenty mm. chapters, right? Yeah. 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 The whole purpose right. of reading your words should be number one, restoring and, and renewing and strengthening your relationship with Him, hmm. because you're going into His work, you're knowing what His thoughts are. You're knowing what he enjoys. God, pray. You should pray, God, let me love what you love. Let me hate what you hate. Mm -hmm. And the word is access to that because we see the things that God hates. You know, there's many things God calls an abomination. Mm -hmm. And we see the things that he loves. And when you come at your word like that and and with with a restoring mindset and a renewing mindset, like I said, things will be different to you. Right. They will. Um, and I'm playing devil's advocate over yeah, here. I'm just asking sure. questions. Um, so let me ask this. Does someone you think that is a, is a Christian, right? Mm. Something I've always struggled with, I guess yeah. I can say is that I've, people are always like, well, you don't know who's a Christian really or who is not. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's between mm-hmm. them and the Lord really. Yeah. However, it says in the Bible, you'll know them by their fruit. Exactly. Right? So I just wonder, like, in your opinion or mm-hmm. whatever, if someone that is a Christian that says they love the Lord, that is walking that way, but has this more, like, they don't want to read their Bible mm-hmm. and they don't feel led to read their Bible. Like, mm-hmm. you often wonder, like, is their heart? Because, yeah. I mean, really, if you love someone, you'll do Mm-hmm. You want to get to know them. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you said earlier, the only way you're going to get to know the Lord is through his word, really. Mm-hmm. And so if I love Matthew, 
and refuse to spend time with him, I'm never going to get to know him. Exactly. Therefore, my love for him couldn't be real. Mm-hmm. That's right? a good point. And so I just wonder sometimes even for myself, I'm like, I'm like, God, I promise I do love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, gosh, yeah. I need to pick I mean, up a it's, Bible. Yeah, it's, it's not like if you don't read your Bible, you're going to hell. Right. It's yeah, not like yeah. that. But if you have any sort of desire to please God and to do his works and to be a true Christian, mm-hmm. the word is essential. Hmm. It really is. Because, like I said, you cannot find any more wisdom. You cannot find any more goodness, any more love, any more joy yeah. than in the word of God. Yeah. There are many great, you know, books written by amazing pastors and, yeah. you know, all of them, but none of it comes compared to the word of God. Hmm. Yes. And hmm. I think that we find ourselves um, sometimes, if we're not rooted in, in the, mm. the book of uh, Jesus, the book of Jesus. I don't know why it's like Jesus. that. The <laughs> book of Jesus. I mean, it is. Is that a lost book? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's I'm not canonized. <laughs> um, yeah, hand on the knees right there. Um, but if you don't root yourself in the word, that's what I was looking for, mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. If you don't root yourself in that, then oftentimes you can read these books by these pastors and almost like mm. trust them way mm. more than see, you that is, trust. Yes, that's see, dangerous. That is and, yeah, yeah. That is very and, dangerous. and not only that, but also you'll go to people, mm-hmm. even your closest friends before you ever even think about yeah. Yeah. going like, you're like, and then you wonder why, like, you're like, okay, yeah. I went to, I went to my friend and I still don't feel like I have any answers. It's like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. cause yeah. they're not all knowing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, oftentimes, uh, God is the last person we consult mm-hmm. with things. We, we go to our friends, we go to our family, we go to, other resources and whatnot, and then when all of that fails, then we want to go to God. And if we would went to God first, we would have been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but to that, to that though as well, I think people need to understand and to just be reminded that you may go to God first, but you may not get the answer right away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he may give you the answer through someone else. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that, but yeah. you would only know that through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. being in the center with Christ, yeah. right? And so um, being able to discern that, mm-hmm. and you can't have discernment without the Holy Spirit, you nope. know, and nope. you don't have the Holy Spirit without Jesus, like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, yeah. that's for, like, I'm about to say something, step on people's toes. Okay. Oh, goodness. You ready? If a pastor... Mm. My toes already hurt. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> If a pastor is building their sermons based on a book of a theologian or something or on the sermon of someone else rather than the foundation of the Bible. Mm. Pastor's not a true pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A motivational speaker. Can, yeah, you, motivational speaker. can you say that for the people listening in the back? In the back. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, that's what I really see in our modern churches. Yeah. And um, that has become a cancer to the church. Mm. And most pastors have become, like you said, motivational speakers, encouraging people. Rather than, because here's the truth. The Bible is loving, it's peaceful, it's whatever, but it's also convicting. Mm-hmm. And if you are not if you are not convicted, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Yeah. Conviction yeah. is um, through the Holy Spirit of, I know I'm doing wrong, I need to be better, I need to be closer to Jesus, yeah. I need to... Like know. an opportunity to get yeah. better, right? Condemnation is... You know, you're an awful person. You have no worth. That's from the devil. That's the enemy. Um, But if conviction does not exist, if there's no conviction in a church, 
Lord help them. <laughs> because you don't have church. Anymore. Yeah, it's not church. <laughs> because like you said, you're, you're bringing in these people that are broken, that are lost. The only way to get them closer to Jesus is for them, the Bible says, to pick up your cross, deny your flesh. Yeah. The only way transformation can happen is if you are convicted through the Holy Spirit, know what you are doing wrong, know that you are not inherently good, mm-hmm. that you are evil, really, yeah. you are sinful in nature, and that you have to come to Christ and be renewed. Yeah. That's the only way transformation exists. It's mm-hmm. not. So if a pastor is only preaching, well, love this, love this, love this, Lord, I, I, I mean, <laughs> be Real careful. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that's where a lot of people that you know they 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 hear this message of, you know, God can take away your sin. God can do this, that, and the other, and He can. Mm. So they get saved, right? Yeah. And then something hard happens, and they're like, "Well, screw this!" Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. why they're falling off because no one's teaching them. There's no exactly. discipleship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No yeah. one's teaching dis- the discipleship, but also no one's teaching them that. Hey, life is still hard, mm-hmm. um, but here's the difference. Let me show you the difference. Let mm. me tell you the difference. Yeah. Um, let me show you what you, you can see through the hard times with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, I don't know how people make it through this life without Jesus. Um, and, you know, but it can be frustrating because you see people that are, like claim to not want to be in a relationship with Christ and they have really good lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, what the heck? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. And I think that people can make a sermon off of someone else's sermon. Mm-hmm. So they never do the research. Yeah. They can they just mm-hmm. you can get some Oh man, that feels there. that feels that sounded really good. <laughs> I had the rhyme, I had the three yeah. reasons, mm-hmm. I had the three points, you know. Um yeah. and that can be It is very dangerous. dangerous. You're very going dangerous. down a dark road. Yeah. It's a yeah. secondhand experience. If yeah. even if when you're in church and you're listening to the preacher, the pastor, you know, give their message. Yeah. Like you should be in your Bible making sure they're saying exactly what lines up with scripture. That's very good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. If you're not, you're living a secondhand experience with God. Mm-hmm. And that's very dangerous. That's that you don't even want to go down that path because yeah. they can be telling you whatever. And if you don't have nothing to back it up, yeah, and you don't know what the, that's why the Bible says, you know, know the word for yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, make sure it's inside of you, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And so it's just. Exactly. But we don't teach this. Mm-hmm. This isn't taught because yeah. this this isn't this isn't um. <laughs> we don't teach it because we keep people relying on us as the pastor. Exactly. The mm-hmm. Right. Um. And and you know. When people become Christ followers, we don't teach, hey, next we're going to go to this. This is what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. people just don't know, and they just trust. And then what happens is that pastor or that staff member, whoever, will let you down, and then they're church the most hurt. awful. Yeah, church hurt. Right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same. And, and it's a cycle, mm-hmm. right? And I will tell you, my dear husband, Matthew Overman, is very good about not trusting the pastor mm. and i'm not i don't mean that in a bad way <laughs> thank you man <laughs> i don't mean he's that very cautious <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i don't mean that in a bad. he's just always like like i can't tell you how many conversations we've had and i'm like man that was really good and he's like yeah but i don't think that we've never we didn't even open the bible yeah. or mm. or like we, i don't yeah. even yeah. i don't even think that's yeah. in the bible yeah. <laughs> and we'll look and like he's right and i'm like holy moly like yeah you know and and i don't want to sit here and bash pat i'm not saying that you know their intention is to like, which maybe some are, who knows, we're all Mm, people, but I'm just saying, but like, 
it's just so common that we common. don't even realize how mm-hmm. like it, it's happening, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. ultimately on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just people listening right now, the scriptures that you guys threw out, they should be checking those. Yeah. Exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. And, exactly. and that I throw out or that I talk about or like that should be something that they check for themselves mm-hmm. and never just take me for, yeah. you know, for Absolutely. value because, Absolutely. you know, and I'm not sitting here trying to lie to you or, or try to, mm-hmm. but we're people. Yeah. You know, yeah, go to your right. Bible, go to, you know, yes, pray, yes. discern, and, and then make your decision. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, and that's just a very, it's very dangerous um, to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But again, it's not taught. I think mm-hmm. we need to teach it more. For sure. I think it's, you know, I think, I think it's refreshing. I, I don't, okay. I think we, I've definitely been in churches where they're like, okay, guys. Don't take it from me. Make sure you read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay, that sounds good. But since it's not taught, they're not, probably 90% of the people in there aren't going to go back and read your Bible. Like, mm-hmm. or, or like test you on yeah. what you're saying, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so be, if it was taught from the beginning, mm-hmm. yes. people would be yeah. like, oh, like this is normal. This is second nature. Like yeah. for me to yeah. mm-hmm. open my Bible. Now we have a scripture on the board. So people yeah. are bringing their Bibles. Yeah. Now we have, you know, whatever and people aren't you know including myself i catch myself all the time i'm like exactly yeah here i am like reading this book and Mm -hmm. acting like it's i'm like highlighting you know yeah i'm highlighting underlying i'm like oh yeah and then i get to i'm like well this has nothing for me yeah (laughs) that is so backwards yeah it is it is but it's so common yeah it's so common yeah it's it is crazy it is it is human nature gotta love it or not Mm. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> moving <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> no, so yeah, I I just think that it's something that we just have to work on, and it's not going to. It's not going to get better until mm. we work on it ourselves. Yeah, you know, and and everyone, us three, starting with us, mm. like you know, um, and I think ministry. If you're thinking about ministry, or if you're have no idea ministries for you, I would, my first advice set of, you know, would just be talk to the Lord. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Ask him what he, he sees for you and he will give you the peace mm-hmm. that um, you will only find with him and, yes. you know, comfort and joy in what you're doing and, and you'll know. All I know mm-hmm. to say is you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it, it's you will. And mm-hmm. if you're in ministry right now, and I don't think it's, there's no room for shame or guilt for yeah. you to say, yeah. this actually isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually would love if someone came to me and said, you know what? I've realized that I pushed this to, to, mm-hmm. I, I, I made this happen, not yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And I'm going to stay, with, like, I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. Like that to me says more than getting on that stage every Sunday or every whatever and faking it and just being like, mm-hmm. I'm just going through mm-hmm. these motions, man. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, you're hurting your soul and you're bringing other souls with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a pastor friend in Atlanta who's at that point mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he's trying to decide and cipher through if this is his purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I mean, it's a very retrospective conversation that you have and an introspective conversation that yes. you have to have with yourself mm-hmm. and praying and, you know, seeking wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is what God is calling you to do 
and I, you know, I, this is what Hannah said. I would encourage people to this, you know, get before the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And really pray about it and, and think it over. Mm-hmm. You know, get some of your people that are close. There. Yeah, that's it. And that's um, it. Yeah. and have them to pray. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people that have been in ministry definitely for a while, if they were to leave ministry. <laughs> They were to leave ministry, like, I feel like they almost identify with ministry more than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That's a makes very sense. Um, it's their identity. Yeah. yeah. And so they think that if they leave this, there's nothing left for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, have well, friends. we know people yes, who are like that. Yeah. Right? Or like, you know, God can't use me anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You may be done in ministry in the church, but you're not done ministry. Yeah. yeah. That is like Kayla said at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Our job is to go out and, yes. and spread the gospel. Yes. That is fine. You may not be in the position right now to be a pastor, but you're still a child of God, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're still called to preach yes, to yeah. the outside. Just land. as like, important. Yeah, and it's just as important, if not more sometimes. More important, really. Like, because there's so many people I know will never step foot in a church, but they'll listen to me yeah. or listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they'll have a conversation. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I want this podcast to be, Yeah. is to be able to have conversations with people that don't think like us and don't you know, that will challenge us and would not necessarily, may not walk into a church, may mm-hmm. not, you know, um, walk into a place where it's just people that yeah. call themselves Christians, you mm-hmm. know? Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, don't give up. Don't yeah. give up. Don't because, give up. Yeah. Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you have a purpose. Yes, you do. Um, you always have a purpose. If, if you are here, if you are breathing, there's mm-hmm. a purpose, absolutely, and the Lord is going to to see it through for you. Just yes, keep holding yes. on, um, and if you feel like you can't hold on anymore, please reach out. Um, yeah, even to us. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're like, yes, I don't please. have anyone, like, please get on yeah. our website, circlebackwithus.com. There you go. <laughs> Send a message, Facebook, Instagram. Man, we would love to talk to you because mm. we've all been there. Yes, um, yes. Everyone in this room, I can tell you. 100% has completely been there and has felt like they're at the end of the rope, don't know what they're doing with their life, <laughs> just <laughs> holding on. Um, so, Caleb, I love you. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate you coming. This was good. Yeah. And guys, if you would like to reach out to Caleb, he has Instagram. Yes. And yes, he has I Facebook. Do. Yes, I do. And uh, it's Caleb Jones is his name. So, Caleb, thank you again. Thank you. Yeah.